Support for this podcast comes from Walgreens. Let's start with everyone out there who loves a good story. Now, narrow it down to all those passionate podcast listeners who are dedicated to living their best life. That's you, right? Well, Walgreens created a new, easier way to shop, save, and stay well just for you. It's called My Walgreens. And when you join, you'll discover personalized deals, instantly earn unlimited rewards, and receive real-time local health alerts. Join for free at MyWalgreens.com. Exclusions apply. The next voice you're going to hear, I sound like a Baptist minister. The next voice you're going to hear is from the A&B selection Alexandria, Louisiana, whatever, whatever. No, this dude is is great. I just worked on him on a, uh, a documentary, comedy documentary. We're working on on climate change in uh, in Virginia with the rising sea levels and all of that. And he's a writer for Kevin James' new show. And you've seen him on Late Night with Stephen Colbert. Can y'all start clapping right now? Start clapping right now for my boy Yadoye Travis. Hello, everybody. What's going on? I was a little bit late. I was supposed to open the show, and now I'm here. How are we doing? Okay, we're using words now. Okay, I guess the show is fine. What's going on? I, uh, I write for a TV show. That's fun. It's weird. Kevin James has never had a black writer on any of his shows. Now the one about NASCAR, he thought it was time. So that's the energy I'm coming with. It's very weird. Right for a show about cars. It's weird, it's weird writing for a TV show because you're just thinking about the same thing all day. And I've never thought about NASCAR my whole life, and now I got to do it every day. I don't know what to do with that, man. I got all these extra thoughts I don't know what to do with, man. I, since October, I've been thinking about how Kurt Cobain never saw Lion King. I don't know what to do with that information. Like, who do I tell? You know? He died in April of 1994. A movie came out in June of the same year. He missed it by this much, you know? I don't know, maybe he got a screener, he got an advanced copy or something. He's very famous. He just didn't get the theater experience is all I'm saying, you know? Yeah, that's a sad joke to start with. Okay, um, mostly because another Lion King just came out that he definitely did not see, and that one's got Beyonce in it, man. This dude lived a sad life. I don't know, man. I've been trying to, like, I've been trying to, like, rework my life a little bit so I don't think of sad jokes like that so much. Um... Because last year was a very weird year. A lot of weird shit happened, bro. I found out my ex started dating somebody new, and then I found out he got murdered. So, um, and I don't have that many jokes about that. I just feel like I can't be the only one with that energy on me in this show. I can't, I can't live with that by myself, you know? If I gotta know that, y'all gotta know that. I'm sorry, I don't know what to do. I don't know what else to say, you know? And it sucks because, you know, it means we're definitely not getting back together ever, 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 you know? You know, well, compete with a ghost? No, fuck, what the fuck you mean? No. A living person is easy to compete with. They, sell, they set very attainable goals. It's like, oh, he's got a bed frame. I can get a bed frame. Fuck you. What the fuck are you talking about? You know? But a dead person is like you just compete with their potential, all the shit they could have done. Even if they were trash, it's like, you know, he was this close to getting that bed frame he always wanted. Shit, ah. Now I feel bad for having shit I'm supposed to have, you know? I don't know what to do. So I've been trying to, like, just improve my life, stop thinking all this negativity. I've been trying to cut all this negativity out of my life. I started going to therapy, you know? Okay, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. I downloaded a therapy app. Um, 
Do it on my phone. It work. It kind of work. It doesn't work. No, 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 no. See, because I started. I got the app, and then the dude I got matched with. Every time I send him a text message, he sends me a voice message back. So it turns out I don't need therapy that bad. I don't need it. No, no. And the first thing you learn in therapy is to cut negative people out of your life. And sometimes it is the therapist. You know. You know. Who needs? Who needs therapy bad enough to listen to a voicemail? Fuck that. No. I don't need it. I do not need it. I'm just, I'm just trying to do this shit on my own. You know, I'm doing mushrooms. <laughs> you know, very good for depression. Very good for that type of stuff. But no, I've been trying. It's weird. Like, when you try to improve your life, people won't let you do it. You know? People won't just let you be happy. You ever had that experience? You ever, like, try to stop drinking or stop smoking or whatever? People won't let you do it. I remember a few, like, a, a couple months ago, I was having, like, a really good day. I was just trying to enjoy the rest of my day. I made it to like 11 p.m. and the day had been great the whole day. And then I, I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a nightcap. I'm gonna just round this day off strong, have a sandwich, go to bed. I go to the bodega down the street from my apartment. I walk in, I'm just like, hey bro, let me get a sausage, egg and cheese. For no reason, this dude looks me in my face and he goes, okay, same as yesterday? Like why? Why do you have to add that energy to it, bro? What? <laughs> I was having a good day, now I gotta think about being here twice? Bro, fuck you. That's not even a creative, Order a sausage and cheese is a regular sandwich that you question my creativity, bro. I work in a creative field. This is all I have. Why do you have to do this to me? You know? Like, why is that human nature to just undercut people's happiness like that? Like, you ever been in a bad mood and you just see kids happy? Like, why is our first response to just shut up? Fuck, shut up, stop. You see, I paid rent this year. Shut the fuck up. Give me the Legos. Give me the Legos. Give me the Legos. I want the Legos. I'm trying to build a better tomorrow for myself. Stop. Fuck out of my face. I want the Legos. It's weird, man. Just be happy. I'm just trying to do what... I'm just trying to, like, cut negativity out of my life because, like, I don't know. I was depressed and shit last year. I wasn't, like, suicidal or anything, but I did stop using airplane mode entirely, and I fly a lot, if that gives you an idea of what I was doing. Um, so I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to be positive. I'm just trying to... I'm, so, I'm trying to stop being so skeptical. I realize I squint a lot. I'm just always like... Well, you know, just stop squinting, you know? I'm just trying to be gullible in 2020. Just believe what, what the fuck ever, you know? Like, maybe these hoes are loyal. Who knows? We've been led to believe this one thing, but maybe, maybe we're all wrong, you know? Just one time I want one of my white friends to say they don't see color, and I'm like, hell yeah, you don't. Let's go to the suburbs and just walk around. Let's do that shit. But, you know, just trying to believe whatever. Stop being so skeptical. People are so quick to like undercut your happiness, tell you what's fake. Everybody wants to tell you wrestling is fake. Who cares? You start a fight then. Go start a fight. That shit is hard. <laughs> you know? They're still athletes. They're good at their job. This shit is entertaining. People want to tell you magic is fake. Like, magic would not be impressive if it was real. That, that's just a nigga with powers then. Like, the fuck you want? Man learned a skill, and now he's trying to impress you with a deck of cards and nothing else, and just some hope. Like, fuck out of here, man. What, you gonna watch Harry Potter do a, a magic show? Like, look, if I'm in a jam and I need some magic done, yeah, I'll call Harry Potter. But if I, if I want to be entertained, no. No. There's no showmanship, you know? That's like going to a comedy show to see some dude from Harvard Lampoon. Like, yeah, all the beats are there, but his heart's not in it. You know what I'm saying? Just come on. Shit is weird. All right. Um, this, is, this is a weird 
transition and it has nothing to do with any of my set before this but i still listen to r, to r kelly is y- y'all still y'all do that oh, okay okay stop let me explain Boo, yeah. let me explain i started listening after the documentary came out okay um because because i found out that nigga can't read and he signed he signed his publishing away so he actually loses money on streaming that shit is hilarious to me uh, he only makes money on live shows. I just don't go to his live shows. Fuck, I don't want to, fuck I'm doing at his live shows. I don't want to hang out with people that still listen to R. Kelly. Fuck that. You know? I just, I feel bad for him because I realize how differently it could have gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude spent so much time hanging outside of high schools and still never learned how to read. How is that possible? Like, this might be a controversial take, but I feel like maybe niggas should have just went in. You know? <laughs> You know, go in, pick up a book, let the power of knowledge wash the sin off you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, y'all don't like that at all. Okay. Well, it gets worse. Okay, I feel like, um, like everybody acts like they can't resist listening to R. Kelly because he's so talented. First of all, I feel like R. Kelly is not that talented compared to all the, compared to Prince, D'Angelo, all these other people. No, he's not talented at all. Second of all, I don't think you have to be that talented to fuck kids. Okay, um... <clears throat> Because how, how do all our uncles have that reputation? They got Grammys we don't know about? How is that possible? I'm just saying, bro, half the teachers at my school are getting fired right now for touching students. I broke up with a girl in high school, and my English teacher got fired for sexting the same girl. And I was like, first of all, bro, I thought we were cool. Um, and second of all, that dude was not that good of a teacher. We thought it was hilarious because he wore pineapple shirts sometimes. That's not... A good teacher. I'm just saying, I feel like we're giving ourselves too much credit, acting like we only let people fuck kids when they're talented. Okay, you know what? I've, I should have I stopped earlier, huh? You're right, you're right, you're right. Sometimes you get the light and you just gotta go. Hey, y'all ever feel like Donald Trump's dick is regular size and he's just like that? Okay, um, I gotta go. Bye, I'm Udoy Travis, thank you. Nigga, you don't you don't just get to drop all that R. Kelly material then leave. So <laughs> you coming back out. Here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing. I hate to I hate to be that classic black dude with excuses. But uh the Lucas brothers, um one of our close friends, Kevin Barnett, died a year ago today. And uh they were really, really tight with him, so emotionally they just weren't able to make it tonight. Here's the thing. Um, I I ain't killing it, but I'm okay enough that if you feel like, yo, I paid just to see them and you want a refund, just email me and I'll make sure y'all are accommodated. All right. So if you need my email address, it's clarkojohnson.gmail.com. And just. <laughs> no, 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 I'm accommodating. All you got to do is email and then shit, I get that shit to you. You know, if you if you black, I'll uh, cash app. If you white, I'll Venmo. If you Mexican, I'll PayPal for some reason. <laughs> but they actually uh, they couldn't make it tonight, man. I'm so sorry. They just their heart their heart couldn't do it. So they they're dealing with that. But what we do have is one more segment, and we're gonna have Yadoye come back out. Do Yadoye come come talk to us and explain these controversial takes? Um. Our, our other guest, our other no, <laughs> our other guest is a is a rising like I I don't even know to say rising because she's she's fucking killing it she's dominating um 
She is a regular at the Comedy Cellar in the Village. You've seen her on Comedy Central. And she just uh, taped her special with Wanda Sykes on Epics. And she's just one of my favorite people. Also from the DMV, please start clapping for Paris Sashay! Hey, hey, hey. We got some... We got some diverse. We get. We got some different opinions. Oh yeah, do we? Y'all ain't sitting next to each other. That's fine. Oh no, I, it was look, no reason. Look, I made the. I made the first not, move. That's did. on her. Yeah. That's on me. I'm sorry. We I'm didn't. Sorry. We didn't talk about a lot of current events in the. Uh, in the first. In the first episode tonight. Mm-hmm. But before we even get to that, I want to get y'all's backstory. Like, Paris, you're a woman, mm-hmm. in comedy started in a rough city, D.C. Yes. DC's, DC's, that's where you started, right? Yeah. How did you decide, like, yo, I'm a woman, I got some shit to say, and I'm funny. How did you get even get into it? Um, I went to college for two years, and then I dropped out, and I was like, okay, I have to figure out another plan, because I'm not going back. Um, and then my friends, I was always the class clown. I always got put out of class, always got put out of school. I got put out of high school. I got put into an alternative school. Um, and then my friends was like, you just need to do comedy. And I was like, no, I'm not talking in front of people. And they signed me up for open mics for a whole week. I skipped three of them. And then the third one, they told my mother, so she took me. And then I hid in the bathroom when I got there. And then she told the host, and they came in the bathroom like, well, we not starting the show until you come out. I was Damn. Like, they just like, really oh. wanted you to Yeah, they wanted me to do a bad. Destiny. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, well, then we're not having a show. So I stayed in the bathroom for 15 minutes. They prayed. It got real deep. What? Yeah, they started praying. <laughs> I was like, okay, anywhere. Yeah, Lord, in the bathroom. Lord, please touch her so she can come up here and make us laugh. Right, while it's people sitting outside waiting for a show. Um, after 15 minutes, I came out, and then I went up. And it was crazy because somebody was on stage bombing. Mm. And they was like, you next. And I was like, ooh, I don't know what's going to happen because this this not how it's supposed to be the first time. Right. Um, so I had to go up after he bombed, and I did good. I was supposed to do five minutes, then I did thirteen, and then I was like, "Oh, this yeah, this good. is it." Yeah. Yeah. So I. Do you, I, I do you feel it. like Do you feel like now some I'm not sure how long you've been in it, but now what is it like to go up after somebody bombs? Now after somebody bomb, I just talk shit. I talk shit then too, but now I feel like that's on them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like okay. Here's the thing. Because you work all types of crowds, you do a, you obviously perform in front of white folks. Like, <laughs> I think we can tell by the pants that this nigga don't just do Queens. He don't perform at Mocha's in Harlem. We look right now, bro. <laughs> I know. We look like before and after, but like two weeks, right? We look like, like the same nigga in different stages of life. What's, what's the difference, white audience and black audience going up? Um, I feel, I feel like white audiences, white white audiences are way too polite. I think, I feel mm-hmm. like they, get, I feel like the energy white audiences put out is like, you want them to be loud and they won't, and then, it's not, it's not, it's hard to say this without, uh, without sounding like an asshole. But like, if you go to a black audience, sometimes it's like, you want them to, you want them at the energy they're at, mm-hmm. but a little bit less. It's weird, like, with... Because I started on the south side of Chicago in lounges where they would keep the game on or keep, like, Eddie Murphy Raw on mm. while you're telling jokes. 
<laughs> I'm just like, why would they watch me when they have what I want to be right there? And they already know the material and all of that. Like, at a black show, the show starts right after you're introduced. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, they say your name, and it's a, the clock the, the clock starts mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing you get, you say got to be the most hilarious thing that you could have said. I feel like white audiences, you know, they give you a ha-ha-ha on that first one. They believe you're going somewhere. Okay, right. They, it's patience. Yeah, white people do believe in you. Yeah. Black people like, nigga, hurry up. Yeah. yeah. I don't white think, people... I don't, I don't think it's even patience. I think it's like white people are scared to not be part of art. You know what mm. I'm saying? Okay. Like, like you ever, sta- you, ever sta- you ever been at a museum? You ever be at a museum and you look at some shit and it's like, the painting don't make sense. A white person will be like, I can see it. No, no, I Whereas see it. a black person will be like, what the fuck is this? Go back to art school. What the fuck yeah. did you do? I ain't, I ain't taken aback by I this. I could have did this shit. Right. right. You know? Now, one of, the, one of the, I guess, stereotypes maybe, and I think, Paris, you could, maybe you could speak on this a little bit. I don't want to assume, but like, there's this assumption or stereotype that black audiences don't like gay material or they don't like lesbian material, queer material, there's a pushback against it. Do you talk about that at all, performing in D.C. and blacker cities? Yeah, I, talk, I don't think it's that they don't like gay material. I think you just have to find a way for them to understand. I don't think they understand it. Okay. So I think when I explain it to them, then they're like, oh, I never looked at it like that. And they, you're able to translate what you're trying to say. Like, have you even stepped into that? Yeah, I start. I recently started talking about it. Like, sometime last year, I didn't want to talk about it at first, not because of anything. Besides, I didn't want to get labeled as a gay comic, and then they still did the shit anyway. Mm. Because, um, like, at first it was like, okay, black comedian. Now it was like, black gay comedian. It's like, all right, so what happens if I wake up one day and I don't want to do this no more? Mm. You, you can't unblack yourself. I can't unblack myself, but I can ungay myself. But you don't want to do that. I don't know what I want to do. Listen, man, I, listen. I, I, I don't straight niggas ain't like shit, man. Stay where straight you at, bro. Shit. I want don't come to this side. You don't want this. Uh-uh, don't I don't want that. that. I went through that. Straight niggas are not shit, and my skin has been clearer since I've left them alone. But Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> what I'm saying. Hallelujah. <laughs> is if I change that, then they have to take away that title off of mm. my name. So I mean, I just think. Black people have a hard time accepting people being gay. That's the whole thing. I, I don't know what the, what the problem is, but I don't think that a lot of comics oftentimes explain it to them. It's just like they force the gay on them. I don't force gay on them. I explain my gay, mm-hmm. and I also let them know I don't understand the whole gay thing either. I'm just mm-hmm. one person. There's a whole lot of shit I don't understand. I don't do research on gay. I'm not concerned. I'm black first, honestly. I don't Amen. really care about all of the different levels of gay. That's not my thing. Yeah, it's weird. I think, like, what I've seen is that black audiences don't really take to I'm a victim. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen gay comics kill in front of black crowds if they come out aggressive. And, like, this is my problem. Fuck that. I'll beat the shit out of homophobia. But, like, I'm gay. Please feel sorry for me. We're like, nigga, I got problems, too. You know what I mean? So it's hard for them to take to someone as an audience, especially if they paid money. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going through shit and I paid money. I don't give a fuck what you're going through. 
right? It's it's hard to get that kind of. Um, I went to college. I can't think of the word. Um, what's the word when you feel sorry for somebody? Empathy. 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 Fuck yeah! Thank y'all. <laughs> I went to college. I went to grad school, and I. Yeah, I don't but, think that I look for them to accept me. I just tell you my experience with it. I'm not looking for acceptance and being gay. Now another issue. Um, that you could probably, I'm sure you could speak on your day, is like, let's let's talk about this divide between Africans and African-Americans, right? Like, you're from Nigeria. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going there. We're going there. We're going there. You're from Nigeria. You were born there or your family's? Uh, I was born in Atlanta, but uh, my mom's from Nigeria, from Port Harcourt. And um, I was just in Ghana a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, hey. Yeah. Everybody was in Ghana a few weeks ago. Everybody was in Ghana. <laughs> like, nigga, did they, did they build a mega boat? Like, yeah. how the fuck? Is it a dollar to go to Accra or whatever now? They got a group on What the fuck did Greyhound? Uh, is a boat now? No, uh, black folks got more money than you think. Uh, <laughs> I just, look, I just found out too. I don't, I had no idea. Is it, is it, is it difficult to, when you, you know, Going up in front of a mostly African American audience for them to, or just even off stage, like how's yeah. that integration been? Um, it's weird because I, I think I've come to terms with it more recently than I did when I was younger because I didn't really realize what the divide was because my dad is from Florida, so I like, growing up I thought I had both sides of it. Uh, in equal Florida parts. and Atlanta, that's pretty African American. Yeah. yeah, and so I just. Knowing what my background was, I assumed I had both. I kind of took for granted that I had uh, both sides equally. But I grew up with my mom, uh, just eating fufu and uh, and all this shit every day. And so, like, it wasn't until recently where I realized, like, I didn't really get the whole African American experience. I was inside watching TV all the time, and mm. like, I got I got the blackness that they put on TV. And okay. then whatever my mom provided and what, what my dad gave me on weekends. But um, but it's just a whole different, th- it's a different experience. And I realized, like, in a lot of ways, Africans are black white people. <laughs> because just not knowing, like... Well, the- in the sense that they grew up surrounded by people that are just like them, and they're not, like... And so you're not really equipped to deal with being othered once you get to a place like this and okay. so i didn't really get the experience from my mom of being othered and so i was i think in a lot of ways i wasn't prepared for when i came out to uh to when i was in high school or college and being going from all black schools to being surrounded by white folks which is why i talk about it all the time and have a podcast about racism because i think oh about shameless plug listen um, <laughs> i didn't say the name there's what? a little bit of shame <laughs> Uh, Dark Tank. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you about like how is that? Because I'm learning too. Yeah. Like is we were taught that Africans think that they're better than uh, you. That's what I was taught. Yeah. And it wasn't by other Africans. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm Nigerian down the line. As soon as I can afford that one, two, or three. Come on, I got the gap. But. <laughs> Was that was were you taught that Africans were better? I wasn't taught that, but in a, in a lot of ways, I saw it in my mom's behavior. Mm. Like, I grew up outside of Atlanta because my mom was scared to live in Atlanta. 
because I think she had a lot okay. of the same prejudice, prejudices. Like that, Decatur? Like, we, uh, we just went to Afropunk, on the, which, is, which was in the West End okay. in Atlanta. And she was walking around with her friend just like, you remember back in the 90s when we were scared to come here? And Oh, it's totally it's different. It's totally different now. But, like, just hearing that perspective, it was stuff that she didn't really talk to me about. Mm. She just kind of... She just kind of lived where she lived and kept it moving. She didn't really, uh, it wasn't really a discussion. And I never really thought about it because she did have kids with an American. So I was like, I assumed it was all gravy. Right. Yeah. Paris, you from D.C. original, D.C. proper, right? Yes. Like what, southeast, Minnesota No, northwest. No, northwest? Uh-uh. Not southeast. Uh-uh. We, we I just said some shit that I heard on the Wale song. Yeah. <laughs> Wale's not even from southeast. I know. He's from yeah. like uh, fucking D.C. County. Maryland. Damn. Yeah, from. They take that shit serious. Yeah, they uh, take it. It's, it's pretty deep. It's not necessary, but yeah. Being there, being in the nation's capital... Like, I don't, I don't hear you as a strong political comedian, mm-hmm. but you I've seen you touch on it. Like, does growing up in D.C. make you just hyper-politically aware? No, I just start talking shit to white people once Trump won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deserved. I, 53%. Yeah, I just started making them mad, and then I started having fun with it. And I was like, oh, I can I can go this route. Are you, are you openly behind a candidate? No, I'm not. Mm. Not Why right not? now. I'm not. Is it is that out of a career choice or? Oh no, really, it's not out of career choice. I don't because motherfuckers get mad. I'm like, no, we all I don't think that it could. I don't think it can affect my career. Um, I was behind Obama and then I was behind Bernie. Hmm. Okay. But then, I mean, I kind of lost hope to be honest. So. So when they decide on who's gonna be the person, that's when you'll say. I fuck with you. I'm still thinking about it right now. I got still. I got to keep smoking this weed. I'm gonna let the weed choose. I, I don't know yet, to be honest. But it's just like it's like, all everybody's fucked up, and you got to just choose the best fuck up right now. Support for this podcast comes from American Express, who is proud to be backing 100 Black women entrepreneurs like Ree Scott, who founded a boxing community for women. Boxing helps women and girls to build their confidence. Or Taylor Long, who founded a clothing brand for all. Everyone should have access to the same style of clothing, no matter their size. 100 Black Women Entrepreneurs. 100% backing of American Express business. Meet the 100 at AmericanExpress.com slash 100 for 100. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, or Fire TV and start watching now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. You you're like at this on from an outsider looking in. Mm-hmm. When I look at other comics, they'll say, "Man, Paris got it good. Man, she black. She a woman and she gay. Like she got all three. Like everybody giving her all the shit right now because. Of, but that's what we. That's what <laughs> outsiders believe. What do you get for being gay? Because I still ain't get my gay points yet. They but that's what people they like. Well, you know. 
get, things are different. I can't talk about what I want to talk about. And shit is fucked up. I'm a straight white male. I don't get shit. Because I ain't straight. I wish I was straight. You're like, I got diabetes. I've heard a motherfucker say, man, I wish I had diabetes so I could have, <laughs> so I could have some shit to people talk about. People are sick. That, that's sick to me. Honestly. Do you ever get that pushback? Have you ever heard people say, like, you got it easy? I think people think I do have it easy, but nobody sees the actual grind. So I don't expect for people to fully understand. I just expect them to judge off of what they say. What's your, what is your biggest challenge right now as a black woman, gay, in I think the black part is the problem because, Mm. I mean, going up in front of these white people, they still don't. I think I'm too black for white people and sometimes not black enough, depending on which black people. Damn. That's hard, right? No, I don't give a fuck, to be honest. (laughs) Don't feel sorry for me. Yeah, no, don't feel sorry for me because white people sometimes want you to turn it down. And I turn it down. Enough to get into the door, and then I turn it back up like surprise. Oh, and then once they like, let you oh, in, yeah, yeah. And see, and that's the problem. That I, I turn it up too fast. That's the biggest problem right now. You do You like? I could talk shit to you because <laughs> because we. It's like you like. We can both got on pink hoodies, man. Yeah. We really can't. I can't take a moral high ground over anything that you do, but what's, what's your biggest difficulty? You tall? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what problems you got? Uh, well, some, sometimes I walk under a high doorway and I don't have yeah. to jump to touch it. It's so, not that Sometimes fun. people notice you uh, first. That's yeah. fucked up. Sometimes I get asked to audition for basketball operas that I, and I can't really play basketball like that. You uh, can't play ball? I can, but like it's Nigga. not my sport. I play okay. soccer. Of course you do. Yeah, I was a goalkeeper. I still did tall do shit, but... But you, that's your, wait, what is your biggest problem? I don't think you answered the question. I, I, was, I was building up to it. I was okay. building up to it. Um, I feel like my biggest problem is like, I think I just think too much about white people, man. I like, I, mm. and I think that's, I think I just let them live rent free in my head. You know what I'm saying? I like, there's a, there's an extent to which like, you gotta be aware, but I think I just like, I'm, I got an obsession, man. This shit is a, like, I can't stop talking shit about you. <laughs> here's, a, here's a $50 million question yeah. since you were talking about white people living in your head, right? Yeah. Do you get, you, cause you date everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> right, we got some black women in here who just adjusting in their seat cause they know what I'm about to ask. Uh-huh. Do you get pushback from black women because you date the whole spectrum? I don't think I ever have actually. It's been from like, it's been a lot of people giving me hypotheticals. Like, you know, black women don't like when you date all these people. I've never had a, uh, I've never had a black woman tell me you shouldn't date people. I think it's most. You know, they tell you things in different ways, right? Absolutely. Yeah, like absolutely. sometimes it's not verbal. Sometimes it's Definitely. a side eye. Sometimes they I've bump had, you. I've had the <laughs> on the yeah. street. Yeah, like, damn, yeah, right. this a whole sidewalk. Why'd you bump into me? Because you with her. No, the most, the only, the only thing I've had, which, the most confusing shit that's ever happened to me is I've had uh, a black girl tell me I don't look like I date black girls. But this is at, at, like seconds after I asked her out with her friend. <laughs> so I was like, "What's her friend white?" No. Oh, it was this Ghanaian girl. I was like, like straight up asking her, asking her on a date, and she's like, "You don't look like you date black girls." And I was like, "But that's tough, man. What do you, what do you want?" I'm sorry. I just watch anime in a very crucial point in my life. That's why I talk like this. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> black girls are openly getting into anime. I've been on black, black girls Twitter. love anime. That's the biggest lie you ever heard. Is black 
black women don't like nerds because that shit is the most. Any black women in here like nerds? Ah. Okay, look. Sorry, bro. Okay. <laughs> Ain't that many people in here to begin with? So, uh, I'm sorry. And any any white women in here like black nerds? It's don't, okay. Don't you say can say shit. it. Don't say shit. Don't do this to me. <laughs> no. I know y'all like anime. I know y'all watching Yu Yu Hakusho and all this shit. Or Roroni Kenshin or whatever. Yo, you just took it someplace. I'm sorry. That even I wasn't equipped with. And I, I feel ready. like. I'm sorry, bro, but I, ha- I had to do it. I had to pull it out. What's, what school did you go to? Uh, what college? Yeah. I went to Emory. Emory in Atlanta. And where'd you go for your tenure? Virginia Union. Black college? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Richmond. It was it was real black. It was like I could stay home. This is the same shit I experienced in the hood. Yeah, it's but I'm it's, paying for it. It's games. It like. yeah, it's music. Somebody got cookouts. shot at homecoming on the football field. I was like, never. Uh, <laughs> I could have stayed on Southeast. I could have stayed in Southeast if it was gonna be busted. Picked up a book in the house. Yeah, this, I had to leave. Do we have? Do we still have the need for black colleges? I believe so. As someone who went to a white college, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Just because, like, I feel like you just need to be in that environment where you don't have to think about the shit. Just, I don't know, just give yourself a few years, have that confidence and know who you are as an individual person, and be able to go out into the world and not, even if you do deal with racism, you still know who you are as an individual. You know how to deal with the shit. You know how to, like, you know how to come at it come at it from a place of uh, this is me responding to this and not this is a black man responding to this. Because I feel like a lot of, I respond to a lot of racial situations as like, I'm a black man, why would you do this to me? Mm. Not as, I'm Yodoye Travis, do you know who the fuck I am? Like, walk around with my own confidence and my own chest out, you know what I'm saying? Have you had an overt racist, like, heckler? Had, oh, yeah. Ever had to deal with that? What, oh, yeah. what was that like? What happened? Um, I've had people. I, I did a show in Rhode Island, which is what everybody thinks Boston is. Oh. Uh, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. If you don't go to Brown, it's the it's Alabama. Bro. Yeah. If Rhode Island is fucked. Bro, I I went to high school in Alabama. This shit is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, Providence, Rhode Island is the worst place I've ever done comedy. I I think I started a joke about. Uh, slavery. I didn't. I had not said the word slavery yet. Somebody shouted from the corner of the room, "Get over it!" Mm. I was like, ah, "You don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about yet." Yeah, you don't know my take yet. Yeah, you have no idea what I'm about to say. It's 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 rough. The people in states to have this identity crisis because they're not the South, but they want the South mentality. Oh yeah, like St. Louis. He's one of the most racist places I've ever been. Yeah. I'm like, y'all are not, y'all the fucking gateway to the West. You're not the South. Like, but they have that identity crisis, and so they overdo it. Yeah. It's all these places that know the reputation the South has, and they think that because they're not the South, what they do is not racism. Mm-hmm. We have this weird complex in, in America. New York has it. L.A. has it. Everywhere outside of the, everywhere outside of the South has this idea that, like, because they didn't have slavery, slavery, uh, slavery, Jim Crow, or whatever the fuck you want to uh, pinpoint, they say because they didn't have that that we teach in school to be ra- racism, that they are not racist. And that's the wildest shit to me. People got to talk to their families when they go back for the holidays. 
But it, but it's hard when the person you're talking to pays your rent. Like, come on, New York, y'all got to start paying your own rent so y'all can tell your uncles they ain't shit. That's how I problem solve. Um, Paris, I I know a little bit of your history. Um, and I only ask this because you made it public. You talked about it. You had a a a rough situation with toxic masculinity some mm-hmm. years ago. Yes. And to the extent that you're comfortable, mm-hmm. um, if you want to talk about that situation, how has that shaped your interactions with, I mean, you're on the stage right now with two dudes. You've mm-hmm. always seemed very comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. when I'm around you. Has that made, has that shifted your comfort level dealing with men? No, I don't think all men are bad. I just think that men don't know how to take rejection. And they're so used to women not standing up for themselves that when they get rejected by a woman with confidence, it does something to their confidence, leading them to resort into a way of trying to belittle you, even if it is, even if they use violence in it. So the incident didn't make me hate men. It made me stay away from toxic men. Like I mm. look at men and read them before having a conversation. In this, in this, uh, in this field where like there's so much alpha male energy, even if it's not from alpha, like like people pose, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, but you know that they're not that. Mm-hmm. Like speaking to some of the women in the room, mm-hmm. how do you? What are your some tips to navigate amongst dudes who don't like rejection, are very sensitive? and only want to help women that they can fuck? I think that women should be allowed to say no. You can say no if you want to say no. I mm-hmm. feel like if it hurts a man feeling, he got to get over that. That's something that he has to work on in his own time if he wasn't loved enough as a kid and his <laughs> parents didn't tell him, women are going to say no. Everybody's not going to say yes to you. It doesn't matter who you are. You just have to be comfortable with being told no and walking away like a grown-ass man and dealing with it. Mm. So, I mean, I think a lot of men pose this energy as like, oh, I'm a man. I think it's bullshit. Mm. Um, I feel comfortable in my skin around any man because I think that everybody bleeds the same. So I don't think men have this stronger blood. I think we have the same type of blood, so it doesn't do anything to me. The incident just happened at a weird time under weird circumstances. Um, But overall, no, I don't think that all men are like that. And I just think that... I think that men need to have conversations then they don't feel comfortable having those. So I think I become friends with males and it's in those conversations that I learn a lot about males. Hell yeah. Okay. Can we get a round of applause for that dope? Sharon, opening up. Let me, let me ask you this question before we move to the next segment. Kids, are y'all scared to have children, bring children in this world? With everything that's going on, <laughs> somebody ain't even on the panel, <laughs> but they have strong thoughts. What What do y'all think about bringing children in the world? I'm nervous Sorry. about it, but it's weird because like I don't know that I'm gonna have kids, but I do feel like I'd be a good dad. I feel the same way, right? I feel like I got dad energy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, made, I made sure they had drink yeah, tickets, yeah. and uh-huh. I, I made sure Paris was okay with answering the right, question. Right, yeah, right. like I, I think that's, I, I, and I read that off of you too. Yeah. Do you? Uh, what's your thoughts I think on children? I would be a great mom. I'm just not a fan of kids, though. Okay. Even if they're yours. <laughs> Here's the thing: when I was 14, my brother had twin boys, and then he went to jail, so I had to help raise them. 
like mm. like every weekend not just like sometimes aunt like damn near living with me and then my sister followed up two years later and had a son as well that lived in the house with me okay. so before 18 i was taking care of three kids so i feel like i already did my work i'm a great aunt i feel like i'm like a good great aunt level i don't think mother level is my title Cause that's 24 hours Yeah that's too oh, much yeah. That's like You can't send them back No I don't think <laughs> I get tired of everything I think a kid Will also I will get tired of Support for this podcast Comes from Microsoft Teams Now there are more ways To be a team With Microsoft Teams Bring everyone together In a new virtual room Collaborate live Building ideas On the same page And see more of your team On screen at once Learn more At Microsoft.com Teams Hey, I'm Kat Lasso. I'm Xavier Jernigan. And I'm Speedy Mormon. And together, we're the hosts of Spotify's new morning show, The Get Up. Every day, we're bringing you the biggest news stories and pop culture headlines. Ooh, and the conversations you need to be in on. Okay. Don't worry. If you're not a morning person, we're doing the work for you. So just search The Get Up, hit play, and listen up for everything you need to know. With a playlist made just for you. Listen now for free, only on Spotify. All right, I want y'all to be thinking about questions for the last segment on this. We're going to do a quick uh, either or. So I'll throw out two things. Y'all think about y'all questions, but listen to y'all multitask. And (laughs) (laughs) everybody get put to work. Um, I'll just throw out an either or. You tell me which one you go with first. I'll start with something easy. Drums or flats? You know what? As I got older, I, I think I'm a flats too. Damn. I'm a flats man. Yeah. Flats. I think drums are too much work, and it's the same amount of meat. How, do y'all uh-huh. do, do y'all clean the bone? Yeah. Like, how Nigerian are you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> do y'all clean it? It oh, depends yeah. on who I'm with. Oh. Yeah, because so if you get down to when you get the sauce under your fingers, I feel like, you yeah, fuck, you, have yeah. To, you have to trust people to get sauce under your fingers eating them around. But Come if I don't trust you, I can't get sauce under my fingers. I gotta act like I don't want it and just think about them later. I feel like around certain people. That's funny. Like on the first date, you <laughs> can't get funny. down. You can't do that on the first date. But that's if y'all dating, funny. it's like, you know what I'm about to do. But first date, you're like, ah, I'm good. Take that back. I Ooh. feel like on a first date, my impulse is to like, you know how like animals just show you, teach you shit just by doing it? I think I'm more inclined to just get aggressive on a, on a chicken bone on a first date. Just so you know that if you don't clean the bone, I'm getting up. Okay. I'm I'm walking out. We're gonna stick on food. Krispy Kreme or Chick-fil-A? What? What? Chick-fil-A. You can only have one, the other one gotta go. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yo, am, am, am I the only one who's They probably got some other special handcrafted donuts you can find in place Krispy of Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme with the hot sign? Chick-fil-A. With the sauce? I've been to some janky ass Chick Fil A's though. That's the thing. Oh, so you all eat Chick Fil A's aren't the same. Really? First night. Did you did you report it? (laughs) It was an airport, so I didn't want to make too much. No, you got to make too much. Yes, you do. I don't know what kind of Chick Fil A you went to. Last time I went to Chick Fil A, the Chick Fil A in Charlotte Airport was trash. Uh, Last time I went to a Chick Fil A, I was sitting in the drive-through. Girl leaned out the window and told me God has a plan for me. That place. Whoa. (laughs) That's the service you're supposed to get. If you don't get that service, you're supposed to contact a manager and you get free food. (laughs) It's Chick Fil A. They're supposed to make your day better. Martin or Fresh Prince? And, uh, and included in Martin is the, the last season. T- 
two. You got to consider it too. Martin or Fresh Prince? Oh, man. See, this is tough because I watched Fresh Prince most recently, so it feels unfair. Okay. And I was just watching Martin at the They got a BT got an app now, so it ain't no excuse. <laughs> well, okay, hold up. They have they have Fresh Prince on Netflix in Ghana, so I was uh, I was binging. Which one? Well, the other one got to go. I'm gonna go Fresh Prince. I'm going Martin. Mm, what's your case for Martin? Overall, characters, everything. I'm just going Martin overall. What's your case for Fresh Prince? Look, man, I don't have a case that's even that strong. I, don't, I think you just, I think, I think I, I'm gonna change mine to Martin, bro. I, you said characters, I was like, shit. All right, got the characters. This is a big one. This is a big one before we open it up to the floor. Barack Obama, oh. or Michelle Obama. Michelle. Michelle. That's not easy. That's so easy. <laughs> A nigga can't even be the first black president without a fucking... <laughs> and y'all like, I don't Michelle. know, but... I mean, how he get there? Michelle. Michelle? I think Man, Michelle, fuck bro. political correct correctness. I feel I like Barack Michelle. would be a different person if he didn't have Michelle. Oof. That's a word. Mm. Give me a counter. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a counter, you doye. Look, man, Michelle ain't dropped no bombs on Yemen. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's true. No drone strikes. I mean, to get that real, Michelle got zero drone strikes on her record. Anybody who make it through Chicago public schools gets my fucking vote. (laughs) Fucking Michelle. Y'all got questions? We got time for three. (laughs) I'm a teacher energy, too. Anybody want to ask Paris or you doing anything comedy, DC? Their choices? Chick-fil-A? Any non-black people have a question? (laughs) <laughs> Come any on, do it, do, it, do it for the culture, man. <laughs> any non-black people, just ask any question. You can yell just out. Ask some bullshit. This ain't don't church. Don't what? Church? Yeah. What do you think about the favorite being the black, black history month? Do you think we should have a black history month? Mm. Should, do we still need black history month? I think we do. I just think we need more days. Mm. We need 32. We need mm. a black history season. I, yeah, we do. I feel like as long as the education system is, is going to get real, as long as the education system is the way it is, I think we absolutely need a Black History Month. But if we teach Black History year round the way it's supposed to be taught, then we would not need it at all. I think every year, every month could be Black History Month because it's just American history. It's mm. world history. Okay, look at you scoring. All right. <laughs> yeah, I had that in my notes. You've <laughs> <laughs> been thinking about that since. Hey, you know, hey, Travis. You're like, I just I'm gonna kill him with this black history. This out. I'm sorry. <laughs> this nigga got a plan. Um, anybody else questions for them? Come on, y'all. It could be anything. Just any more layups like that. No. What was the last argument y'all had about something? Maybe these smart people on stage can help you out with it. Go ahead. I want a white person to ask. Go ahead. Hair products? LeBron or Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> this turned to a barbershop. Yeah, this is a barbershop. Just, I, you I know just, what I said. I just said I don't even. <laughs> Jordan, easily. Listen, LeBron shoots less than 80% from free throw. He's not, he's not one of the greatest. And. He keep getting bodied by like guard, point guards and shit like that, man. And the hairline, it like go bald or go home. <laughs> That's, it. That's the slogan. That's my thing. Either go yeah. bald or go home. Start trying to hold on to shit that ain't there. They like he like the worst ex ever. Like let that shit go. 
Let that go. Stop wearing headbands. Stop trying to be nice on Valentine's Day. Just let it go. Jordan. But you, you know. <laughs> I, you know oh, now my shit's coming out. Okay. Now my shit's okay. coming out. Oh, let me I ask y'all. See, y'all so talkative black folks in the crowd. Boomerang or Love Jones? <laughs> Boomerang? Nobody said. I don't know. That's not an answer. Boomerang or Love Jones? Cuz. What? Don't say love in basketball. <laughs> that movie was trash. I'm tired of niggas going to Crenshaw High. Fuck that movie. I hate love in basketball. That shit fucking sucks. I hate it. Can y'all make some noise right now for Paris Sachet? You doing it, Travis? You doing it? Where can they find you? Oh, uh, I'm on all social media at Professor Doye. I got a podcast uh, called Dark Tank. Where I make white people pitch solutions to racism. Uh, eh, Clark was on it. His episode is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Paris, you should do it sometime. Yes, uh, invite me. I'll yeah. be more than happy. Where you can, can follow me you? on everything at Paris Sasha. And you got something big coming up in DC. Yeah, my taping uh, next weekend. Next uh, weekend. Recording my the DC album. Improv. Yeah, DC Improv. Who you got opening? Anybody? Uh, my girlfriend is hosting. Whoa! Okay. Black nepotism! Yeah. For all of the black Finally. people that don't like gay people, I'm going to make them hate it twice. <laughs> if y'all hated that, y'all going to really hate this. And just so y'all right. know, you can get to D.C. for like $12. Yep. <laughs> One more time for the guests that you heard tonight. Josh Johnson, Marcus Russell Price, Larry Owens, Yudoye Travis. Paris Sachet. I've been the host, Clark Jones, man. Make sure y'all uh, comment, subscribe, like Classic Black Dude on all the podcast platforms. Um, y'all have fun tonight? Did y'all have fun? One more time for Union Hall and the Brooklyn Podcast Festival. Um, we gonna hang around and talk to y'all afterwards, too, if y'all want to ask us anything personally. Thank y'all so much for coming out. Thank you. Thank you.